millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, this is Owen Omogefo, and I was on TVT. Uh, it's still Women's Month on TVC Pod, and my second guest for the month is a powerhouse. She is the Group C of Transcore. Transcore houses um, Transcore Hotels, PLC, Transcore Power, TransAfam Limited. Um, you're also the youngest CEO ever, and the first female to do it. Yes. These are really big shoes. How do you do it? Thanks, Timmyson. Just to mention, you did miss out Transcorp OPL281, which is I our oil and gas. So yes, uh, how do I do it? I just do. I don't do it alone. I have a team of phenomenal people that I work with. Mm. We have a vision, a purpose that is more than each person, which is about improving lives and transforming Nigeria. Mm. So when you think of something that huge that you are saddled with, and of course, being the first female and the youngest person to have played that role, I became group CEO at 39. You realize that it's wow. beyond you. There's a whole generation that I'm representing. No, I'm not a millennial. I was born in 1980. The Gen <laughs> X, they don't accept me over there. The millennials don't accept. But hey. So where are you, where are you standing up? I'm standing on my own. I when Diana, I'm more careful. <laughs> but when you think of the people that you are representing, I'm not just representing Owen. Mm. I'm representing the young woman on the streets. I'm representing the youth. Yes. At 39, I became group CEO of yeah. Nigeria's largest listed diversified conglomerate. I don't take it for granted. And when I keep all of these in mind, it helps me to keep on doing, even on the days where I doubt myself or I falter. Mm. So yeah, I guess that answers that. Until normally we would be chats, you understand? I go DM DM they say hello to you. I don't know see that this this level of protocol we have to go through. Imagine getting you on this couch, right? It, it sort of put things into perspective for me that you know what? This might not be small fish. I had to go through layers and layers and layers. And it's so beautiful to see that you can be Owen that we know as our auntie friend and still be see you and all your power and and there's no you know, they mix, not they join. You understand? I'm really curious, right? 
as a young girl growing up in Benin, because I know that you were raised in Benin. Born right? and bred. Did you ever think that this was going to be a reality years after? Or you just kept working and just hoping for a brighter day? Did I ever think I was going to be the group CEO of a company that has nearly 300,000 shareholders? Revenue in billions of Naira? Tell me about No way. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I, I didn't dream that big. I grew up in Benin. I was born, born, bred, buttered mm-hmm. Benin. I was born in UBTH. I went to Agbado Primary School. Wow. I went to Uniben Demonstration Secondary School. Went to Uniben. But I knew I've always wanted to to just do stuff, right? Uh, I started nursery school at the age of two. It's another story for another day. Don't even prim- primary school. I was four years old because I've wow. just always been fast, quote and unquote. Mm. When I was younger, those days, they'd tell my dad, ah, "This girl is too forward." And my father would be like, first of all, she's a lady." Love it. So having that kind of confidence, someone who is putting you through, mm. making you realize that you are not, you're more than you think you can be, mm. right? My dad would tell you, if you say, oh, sorry, I'm a little late. The man will look at you. What do you mean by little late? There's no such thing as little late. You're late, you are late. So don't say you're a little late. Mm. So did I dream that I'll be the group CEO? No. But did I dream that I could be the best that I could possibly imagine to mm. be? That answer would be yes. From primary school, I used to go on debate shows. And one of the things I used to debate those days was, I remember those topics of a woman's place in the kitchen versus, remember yeah, those, day, those yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. those favorite ones? I used to do all of those things from an early age. Mm. And I've always believed that my gender doesn't define me. My age doesn't define me. Mm. I was put on this earth for a purpose. Yeah. Just like the God the Father sent his son for a purpose. That's mm. how Owen Diana Omogiafu, when Ni Elihu was put on this earth for a purpose. And that purpose mandatorily has to be delivered. So from trekking the streets of Akapapava those days, walking from Akapapava <laughs> to Ring Road, my brother and I, Raymond, mm. so we could save some of our money so we can buy snacks in school the next mm. day. Because, yeah, we didn't have money for snacks. But if we walk part of the way, we'll save our transport yeah. fare. I used to when children are going to buy that break breaking time now. This breaking is time. <laughs> not break time, back home. breaking time. <laughs> break, they don't understand this. This Lagos bougie kids will not understand. No, they, well, we respect them, we hail them. We respect them, them but, but we understand our a roots. Different reality. Yeah. But I, I'm really curious that you with such a reality in Benin, right? Mm-hmm. Young girl, what do you probably after school just go trek with her brother, go house. Mm-hmm. How do you have a strong sense of self to think that, you know what, I'm Owen. I'm put in this world for a reason. I'm going to achieve a lot. I'm going to move out of this place at some point. Because I, I imagine that you must have visualized your life as a child, right? And for so many kids who grew up in that space, maybe that's not how they visualize their life. Some I thought, or my granny thought for me, that I would probably finish, have a 2-1 and mm-hmm. come and work maybe in Chevron or Shell back in Worry. But I always that wanted more. But Around me, there were no there were no kids that were that had the audacity to dream like that. At such fifteen, I knew I wanted to move to Lagos and go to Unilad when I had Delta as an option. I refused. So, what informed that your belief in yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to do more. I'm going to. So, like you, I I was blessed to have people around me mm. who, at different points in time, I could look at to emulate and learn. Because you see, you said something. There were kids around you. The same way people were around you. Those same people were around them. Mm. The difference is what you used it to do. Yeah. Right. I remember being in Uniben 
and I was studying, reading sociology and anthropology. I wanted to change courses because mm-hmm. I wanted to do economics. You know, those ones now yeah. that I can go accounting, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was going to my 400 level, they said, okay, I could switch and go back to year two. Then I spoke to a big, a big brother. Let me put it that way. Bawo, Bros B, as we call him, mm-hmm. Mr. Bawo Magbiche. He was working at the bank back then. And I told him what I wanted to do. And he said, oh, man, forget. No need. See, you're on track. Just make sure you finish with your two, one or your first class and come out these days, come and write tests. You're bright, you're intelligent, you pass mm. the test and then you can go back, do a master's or something like that. It's like the same way in Benin back then. Oh, we say you're going for a master's. It was called MBA. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know that there was anything about MSc and stuff like that. And my, my dad, I have to really appreciate him. Mm-hmm. A single dad because my parents separated when I was uh, eight years old. <laughs> but I love, yeah. So my dad I, raised you. Yes, he raised me. But he didn't do it alone. I have to really appreciate my parents because mm. today we've tagged it co-parenting, but they didn't have a name back then for it. Yeah. And I think they did very well in providing the support. Daddy was humble enough when his business went to the pits. As when I say went to the pits, it was so bad. Mm. He would sometimes use his car to do kabu kabu so he can get money to put food on the In table. Name. Oh, yes. And this is somebody who was like super, super rich when I was born, right? And then he lost all his wealth and became so poor that some days, some days when we are lucky self, about three times a day is a good meal to eat. <laughs> I kid you not, like seriously. Wow. But he was also humble enough because it's important. I want to emphasize this, that he was humble enough to not form, I'm a man, why yeah. would my, why would, and then the mother of my children yeah. be providing support and stuff like that. And my mom who had also come from a pretty much privileged home, but hey, she had different reasons and co. Nothing having happened, to take, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, she had to go and retrain, worked as a carer, doing all sorts of jobs, be able to provide funding for us to go to school. How did that shift affect you at the time, from coming from money so, and? What is done for me? Um, you know me now. You're yes, my guy. Ma'am. You know me yeah. personally, and that also goes a long way. I'm not one. I'm not wowed by money, mm. right? Because for me. Money is good so you can do things for people or what it does for you. So you can't see me like, oh, I'm trying to get something done today because I want to make money. Mm-hmm. So I'm more about what I'm trying to do with value and how, what, what are the things I can do with money rather than looking in my back account and say, ka-ching, I have that money. <laughs> That's but, a good feeling too. That ka-ching. It's good. Mm. But see, tell me some. Some years ago, I had a baby mm. who I lost. And I recall the day we got his diagnosis of him being terminal. My boss and his wife, God bless them, Mr. Lumelu, I always, I can't tell my story without talking about them. Yeah. I remember the day Osato and Osato is my husband, when we shared the fact that they had said Jason was terminal, that as in his condition was not mm. compatible with life. I remember that day TOE said, tell them they should, they should try. Money is not, you the know, problem, like, yeah. but guess what? Money couldn't solve it. Because sometimes we focus so much on money, mm. right? Money could not solve the fact that Jason was born with trisomy 18, a condition that is not compatible with life. It's not going to change. And then you just, it puts things in perspective, right? It puts things in perspective of understanding that there's more to life than, than money. making money. And I think it's really a good discussion that we're having today because mm. I see a lot of people doing different things for money. Yeah. We're hearing more and more ritual killing is in the rise. Honestly, like that young lady may have so rest in peace. I mean, God honestly comfort her mom. It was so heartbreaking to see. Look, yeah. there's more to life than money, right? What are you going to leave behind? What is your legacy? 
So yeah, that's how that has made me mm. feel. Because look, I've also seen uh, when my dad was uh, 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 Don Bros those days. <laughs> We were was, that what, in, was that what you guys called him? No, I'm just I'm not trying to describe <laughs> that concept of when you have okay. the money. So you're getting uh, getting invitation from the governor. You're going to the governor's house. You're doing this. You're doing that. And cool. You know that song? <laughs> There's one say, when money not day. <laughs> Everybody run away. I have seen that first. And it's very harsh. The way they move first, on. The way they move on. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's checking on you. And you get that concept of how you're nice. The person that came to let me use the word rescue my dad from that poverty mm. is someone he had helped. Right. And today he's like, he's an adopted brother to us. Yeah. He was, he used to work in, so growing up, like I said, I was born into money, mon- into money. We we're members of Benin club. So Benin oh, club is like a Koi club. That's money. Yeah. That's, that's money. Mm. And he was a steward in the club. This uh, guy, um, uncle John, he was mm. a steward in the club. But we're always raised to be respectful of people. Mm. And my dad, if my, my dad could have built his house, his first house in GRE, but he refused. Mm. Rather, he chose somewhere off Irumse, in Benia, the Kenwan roadside, because oh. he wanted us to be balanced. He didn't want right. us to grow up as snotty kids. He wanted us to be able to blend. Like I tell mm. people, I feel come down, I feel go up, all of the, you know. I mean, what's the way you come down for me? I see <laughs> you. Know, you. Everywhere. I, I everywhere you put me, put me yeah. in there. I'm okay. Yeah. Put me in Mayfair. Mm. I'm also okay. Yeah. And that's something that we got. So back to what I was saying. Uh, we traveled one time. I don't know where we went to, but we, we went away. Came back and we didn't see this guy. And my dad asked, ah, where is this young man? This mm. boy. They're like, oh, that they sacked him because he stole. My dad said, no way. I'm a good, I'm a good judge of character. There's no way that guy stole. My dad, I don't know how he found him. Because you need to keep in mind, this was in the early 80s. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. What am I talking about? We had analog phone of those days. When your mother would tell you, wait for dialing tone. Wow. And when there's dialing tone, you shout, mommy, mommy, there's dialing tone. I start <laughs> pressing the number and stuff like that. But he found him, traced him to his village somewhere in Ishan land. Your dad did that? Yes. And brought him back to Benin. Gave him one of our houses to be staying in. Bought him a Suzuki motorbike. So someone buying you Suzuki, then like somebody buying you Benz today. Let me put it in context. And took him on. When my dad's business started to falter, my dad handed him over to his friend, the Lebanese, Mr. Shahid, and he brought him to Lagos. Long story, to cut a very long story short, that guy built up his own business, became very wealthy. And he went back to my dad to say, Daddy, what's up? How one do I? You trained me. You brought me up. And he gave him the capital to start up his business again. And that's how my dad now came back to, at least he's comfortable. He doesn't Mm, need us to provide for him. He's okay. But it's just that concept. Again, I want to emphasize, Uncle John was not our relation by blood or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Right? But he was just someone that my dad helped. Is he the only person my dad helped? No. I think in the Bible, there's something about the people that were healed. Yeah, and only, yeah. only one, one, person, back, yeah. one person came back. But hey, what's the message? What do you have? You have money. What are you able to use mm. your money to do? Right. And it's one of the reasons when I used to work with the foundation, I really mm. admire my boss for that. his passion of democratizing luck. Mm. You don't need to know somebody. Right? You have an idea. Go online, TF Connect. Go and apply. 
I think there's a there's a new there's a new cycle coming yeah. up now. The fact that people can come up and I I used to be the COO of the foundation mm-hmm. and it gave me so much joy when we'd announce that one thousand or we gather the thousands of people together for the forum. I'm hearing people's stories. I've had people that told me that look, oh, and even though we're not chosen for the grant, yeah, mm. but the fact that someone somebody somewhere is thinking thought, about us. Is thinking that see that gave me the liver. You're putting, you're mm-hmm. putting down my, my thoughts on paper. I was able to find funding because some people think that funding is the problem in trying to do something with yourself. But a lot of times, guess what? It's believing in yourself. Hmm. Having someone out there that thinks, yes, you can. Yeah. And you go forward and you now say, okay, yeah, look, I'm a reasoner. I don't write this thing. I don't put it up for paper. Mm. So I ask this bros, ask this auntie for money. I might just be able to get things um, going. So yeah, that's, that's how that kind of background has mm. shaped me. Uh, I'm always wanting to help people as much as possible. Mm. But at the same time, hey, don't, I don't... Um, your boundaries are your boundaries My boundaries well, are my yeah. boundaries because there's no way to have gotten to where I am right now. Being younger, being female. Mm. I was always the youngest in my class. Not be today. Ever, ever time. Every time it's always been like that. But also knowing how to respect people mm. and at the same time obtain respect for myself amazing i i feel like you're from good stock and i I can i can smell it i because clearly when you reached out to me when i was still doing tvt and i'm still doing tvt but like i was still coming up and i saw this woman ceo of transco which which she defined but you were so nice to me so my brother oh you just encouraged (laughs) me um even with work and things that would benefit me with um transco group you've always put my name forward and i really appreciate that i imagine that you have a lot of people that you work with men especially yeah and you're probably the youngest in that space first of all you're a woman but you've always held like top positions in at different points with your work like this it's not intimidating at all that you have to work with these men who almost have like a free pass at everything, but you have to work extra hard. It's not at all. Well, I say it's intimidating. Not really. But I'm also quite conscious of an advantage that I have over, let me say, maybe some women. Mm. I was raised by a man mm. and I only had brothers growing up. My sister that was born after me, you probably see how my Instagram, and I call them my yeah. hoodlums, my younger yeah. ones. One after me is 13 years, you know, the gap and stuff like that. So I am also fortunate to work within a group where merit, merit is the watchword. Mm. So you don't find us doing things like you're appointed because you're female. You're appointed because you've earned that job, Mm. because you have the competence to do it. They believe Mm. that you can, you can do it. And when you look at, they say the, the culture of an organization comes down from the founder. Yeah. If you follow Tony Lumelu on his page, you see how he uplifts yeah, his women. wife, his children, his mm. sister, his mom, and all the females that work. So who mm. born you now? But you now want to be yeah. acting like, oh, just because I've got XY chromosome, I'm better than you with your XS chromosome. <laughs> no, they work like that, right? Well, yeah. in there. Uh, but we do have a very strong culture of mutual respect for one another. We are bound by that vision. Of what, we're trying to do something that is bigger than us. Mm. So when you have that concept, imagine you say you want to transform your whole Africa. Do you get? 
you want to transform Africa. You want a situation whereby that your green passport. We're mm-hmm. talking earlier on yeah. before the show about how you went somewhere and your green passport you had to be opening Netflix <sighs> to show crazy. who you are it's and stuff crazy. like that. Yeah. We want to get to that point whereby they see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, wow. You're Nigerian. You're Nigerian. Mm. You're African. Mm. When you think about something like that, you now you, you're not bothered about things like oh this lady or this man mm. or so on um, and so forth. And there's the professionalism. Professionalism cuts across all of us. I work. I said it before. I work with phenomenal people. Mm. And the beauty of it is that we've also built a strong friendship. It doesn't mean that we don't have issues or we don't fall out. We can't quarrel. We can't, normal, normal. But we know that we are dealing with the issues, right? We're dealing with the issues at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But of course, in your work, you also have to engage with external people. Mm-hmm. Right? And external people not, do not necessarily have to buy into your corporate culture, right? They have, they've been socialized differently mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But I'll say in my experience, I've worked now for uh, about 20 years. You meet people there'll be a first perception because they'll first look at you like, fine, get with you, you know, mm-hmm. no, that kind of whatever. Exactly, yeah. So the onus is on you. Now, when you open your mouth to speak, you let them know what yeah. you know. I'm also going to start raising shoulder and mm. act you're just really not figures or you're coming out as arrogant or mm. anything like that. But when people encounter you, mm-hmm. they should understand that behind the facade, the five foot seven mm. lady in her pumps, right. in her pumps, <laughs> in her heels, running in heels, yeah. right behind the blonde hair or whatever makeup you have on at that point mm-hmm. in time, that there's a solid professional mm. and there's a very competent person behind that. And the reality is that more often than not, the recognition is organic. Mm. It comes through and people just engage with you from that perspective. I actually had a chat with someone recently. I didn't know her. I just, I was at a shop, a clothes shop and she was choosing clothes to buy stuff. I couldn't understand because she was so gorgeous. I had to get fine dye. <laughs> fine. Like, really? But I noticed she was picking clothes that were hiding her. I couldn't understand. I'm like, what did that happen for you? Like, why are you, dre- why are you? Then I overheard her talking to her mom. Oh, you know, I work with men. I need to wear clothes that will make... Yeah. At that point in time, the beneath me, I could not hold my mouth again. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked this question because no, it's, uh, it's tricky for some women. I couldn't hold my mouth anymore. I had first of all signaled the the store assistant mm. to send some clothes to her that I knew would look good on her. I love to style. I love styling yeah. people. It's one of the things that I like to do as a hobby. Yeah. And she wore the dress and she looked so gorgeous. She looked very professional, but at mm. the same time, looked really nice. So I started chatting with her and I told her that don't hide who you are. Because you're trying to make some other people mm. comfortable. It's not necessarily about your clothes. It's how you carry yourself, how mm. you comport yourself. That would go a long way in how people engage with you, quote and unquote. Of mm. course, some people will still want to be blind and want to engage wrongly. But when you correct them, what are they say? Well, you reset the person. Mm. But sis, like, I feel like it's hard because sometimes I, I'm happy that you, you grew up in, like, in a nice place where the culture is right and everything. But some women actually yeah. have to... So you have to also prove yourself as a woman in the workplace. Then you have to also fight against sexual harassment. You have of to, course. you have to, like the girl now, she probably has gone through things. That's why she's buying clothes that can cover her because for every meeting she probably goes to, there's some man who's thinking that no matter what you say in this meeting, I must get down with you. What, what, what can we say about those women? How, how do they deal? Because some of them have been working for years in the same company, they just sure. want to advance. All they want to do is just to make a life for themselves. But they have 
just facing all of these things. So it's something. So that may not. Don't think that I haven't faced that. Yeah. In my career. Yeah. Right. I started working with my group in 2008, but there was an ON before mm-hmm. in 2008. Right from my very first job, my next job, and stuff. Yeah. Like, for crying out loud, I worked in Portacourt now. Do I need to say? Not that I'm saying that. I was a single young lady. Yeah. In, in Port Harcourt. So you would get those things, right? Yeah. And I said to thyself, be true. Mm. Right? If that young lady, like I said, if, if she was wearing the bigger clothes for herself, there's no problem. But having to, on, to be unhappy in who you are because of another person, that's where there's a problem. So instead, it's just look at you and say, okay, this is an issue. Mm-hmm. And you confront the issue. You have the conversation. Fortunately for us in the past, I think two or three years now, the Me Too movement has come on very, very strongly. Yeah. I didn't have the Me Too movement when I was starting out my career. Mm. No. I remember having one assessment one time where somebody wrote that I was, I never forget the word, that Owen is sluggish and laid back. How? Wow. Madam Energy. <laughs> Meanwhile, how was, why was I getting that in written? Just because there was a customer of the institution I worked with at the time mm-hmm. who was trying to, you know, uh, uh, babe, how far now? What are you doing this weekend? I'm in my house sleeping. That kind of thing. And mm. he wasn't very happy that I was not entertaining. The advances. The advances. But mm. it's who I am. I, after I walked away from the job, I got another one. Mm. Yes, not everybody would have that opportunity to do that. But look, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, mm. and I want to state this very clearly, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, so long as you're trying to pursue a path, mm. you would meet challenges. You would meet challenges. There was a time in my career I had a difficult person. I contemplated resigning from that job. I know this was a female, not as if it was a man. Mm. I contemplated resigning. And I asked myself that, okay, if you leave this job now, you go somewhere. Who and you wake, up one, yeah. wait, now you wake up one morning and you see new hire announcements. We are pleased to announce that this, this person has joined the organization. <laughs> Will I also wear my shoe mm. and run away? So once I knew that that answer was no, I knew I had to tackle the issue. Mm. So what I would say to women that are facing this, I'm sorry you are facing this. I'm not going to try and say you're not facing it. I'm Mm. sorry you're facing it. We pray for a world. We're working towards a world whereby you will not be harassed, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. Because, hey, the reality from what I hear, what I read these days is that some men actually also get in that kind of um, intimidation. Let me put it in that way. Mm. Know where you're going to. Yeah. Know where you're going to draw the line. Let people be very clear. If you have to repeat yourself, repeat yourself to be heard. Please repeat yourself to be heard. But please remember to also protect yourself. It's very, Mm. very important. Don't find yourself in a situation whereby you might not be able to, should I say, help yourself or something Mm. like that. Challenges would come. Sexual harassment is just one of the many challenges Mm. that you would face as anybody be you a man be a woman Mm. um in your professional advancement oh my god that's amazing like i i've not i've never looked at it from this perspective but thank you for sharing that um i know that time is fast but we need to just quickly wrap this up but i i'm very curious about your home you have a dotting husband amazing kids who who love you do you sometimes just Maybe in the middle of work, just that, you know what, these people love me and you, they, they are proud of me. They see me as a CEO. You know, sometimes we, we're in our head, right? And even with all the big shoes that we wear, 
we know that it's a small part of us that you just we just want to have validation from people that really care about. Do you sometimes just smile and say, I'm thankful for this man that has been with me for this long? Man. Because first of all, <laughs> chasing a career in, in a space like yours, some men might think that, you know what, don't you think you need to pull back a bit and focus on the home and everything? And you also had a mother-in-law that is your guy, that was your guy, rest her soul. When she passed, I saw videos of both of you together. You mourned your grandmother. I'm sorry, your, your mother-in-law. And in our, in our space here, you know, this, in this climate, not so many women are f- that friendly with their mother-in-laws, but she was like a mother to you. I really want to understand the dynamics of all of these relationships that you have f- with your family. Wow. Thanks to me, son. That's a very, wow. I hope I don't, well. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been, uh, it's under two years since mom passed and yeah. it's still a bit of a. <sighs> you call her mom. Mommy, of course. Oh Mommy, no. Mm. <laughs> so let me start with my husband. Uh, so first, I got married at the age of 23. Hmm? I got married at 23. I had my first child at 24. So I started out pretty early. And I, I must appreciate him. His name is Osato. Oh, my Shout out to Uncle Osato. <laughs> so Osato has been a pillar. A rock. I say this without any fear. I doubt that I would be where I am today without Osato's constant encouragement and mm-hmm. support. I recall deciding to go for my master's degree when I was 27 years old and I went with my three-year-old son. Wow. It wasn't easy. I went to the London School of Economics and Political Science. It's a tough school. It's very tough. And nobody's making any excuses for you mm. or anything like that. Osato used to send me money every month this is me. I've always been a little misindependent. Mm. Not having to depend on the guys <laughs> to send money. Mm. But he never made it seem like I'm doing you a favor. I don't mm. know if you understand. A clockwork like this, the money has entered. And he, how much was he earning? He was sent just to support, to support yeah. that our dream back then. Because one of the things we agreed very early on is that, see, eh, as we are younger now, let's just do all the hustle. By the time we're in our 50s, we can chill, yes. you know, be sipping some strawberry dakiri, that kind of thing. <laughs> by the beach. You know, by the beach. <laughs> by like you're doing now? In a yacht. In a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had that. But I, I recall very well, in my first semester in school, Jamie said I was giving up. I was giving up. I was so done. I was homesick. Oh boy, don't they die London for winter? It's Three o'clock, it's dark. Mm. It's dark. It's raining. It's cold. And then you now think of the house you left behind in Lagos. <laughs> eh? The five-bedroom house. And We had just moved. We, we, we really started out from very humble beginners. Sato and I. Mm. We were renting a flat in Lagos Island. It's Aleko. Wow. Big crop Street. That's where we were. And we had gathered ourselves together. We had moved out of our Isaleko house. We moved to Femi Okunu. That's why I live now. Really? <laughs> So we just moved into this house and I and I moved to UK. You know how that London life is now. It's not funny, it's not for the faint heart. If I was a day, my son, the sister then the boy threw a tantrum at this train station. He was screaming. I want to go back to Lagos. <laughs> I want to enter my daddy's black car. Wow. What the boy was done. It wasn't easy. I remember one day I called, I was crying, like 
babe, I can't do this anymore. I want to come back. I can't do this anymore. I want to drop out. I want to mm. drop out. We now gathered small money. I bought um, Turkish airline. Not like now that everybody knows Turkish. We wasn't known mm. back then. I came home and it gave me that inspiration of you can, you can. And there have been several moments like that. Mm. Several moments where I have felt, dude, dude. So let's talk about when, uh, for 2018, uh, 2018, we had a conference in Abuja. We had a conference in Abuja. Abigail was just, Abigail is my youngest child. She was born February and this was towards the end of May. She was about three months old. Osato had taken time off to go to, back to school. So he had now gone to New York University to get his master's, wow. right? And I was in my daily beloved, my mother-in-law, but we're in the house. Osato was not around. So it was me, the baby, Momsi, and the other, the other two kids. We had this thing in Abuja. The girl was three months old. Too small to be carrying to fly mm. local. My company, God bless them. They said, look, oh, and it's okay. We'll excuse you for this one. Doesn't matter. This is, uh, mm. I'm ah. He said, you go now. Wow. I said, ah, what I go? So I sat down. I was in my room, just thinking about my life. My mother-in-law, may her so rest in peace. So she came. Like, are you all right? So I thought I was going on. She said, what are you talking about? You are going now. I said, ah, going. I said, I be, I be his breast finished. Use your machine. Express milk. <laughs> it's wow. Not, she says, it's only three days. When you go there, carry your apparatus with you. Express milk, freeze it. You see what, what you do for you. Have more milk when you come back. And I traveled. With your baby? No, without my baby. You pumped enough milk for her. Yes. To survive it. And your mother-in-law. And my mother, was not just that. I was thinking of not going. It was my husband and my mother-in-law that said, Madam, you will go. You are so blessed. But you see, you asked a question earlier, and I really want to touch on it. I, I miss my mother-in-law so much. Uh, she was a really wonderful person. Mm. It doesn't mean that we do not have squabbles. And to be clear, we didn't start out like this. Mm. Yeah, we didn't start out like this. And I, I, I say to people, look, you've come into someone's life, be you a man, be you a woman. The person mm. did not fall from the sky and a person reason. Mm. So don't try to replace those people. I am blessed. I have really wonderful in-laws. Uh, mm. You know one of my sisters now. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. <laughs> your person. Mm. We didn't start out like that, but we we grew to love each other. And I loved her with every single fiber of my being. And guess what? She also loved me, if not even more. If you go on if I her Facebook, even on my social media pages, before I post it, she's the greatest Oriki singer. So as if she was still alive now, this kind of thing, she would have sent it to all her WhatsApp group. Wow. That CEO, my daughter is on... So she was just so phenomenal, mm. right? She, we, we lived together for the last five years of her life, right? Even when my husband was away, we were together. When I had to go to Abuja for, to take on the new job, I was so hard. I said, be going. I'll be with the children. Don't worry. Leave them with me. You go. You'll be going back and forth. Uh, when I was appointed the CEO of the hotel, I remember having there at the transition ceremony between me and Valentine. And she was so proud, happy. Her, my mom, my biological, my own mom and her, they were really, really good friends. Again, that's something you don't see. Yes. That's something you don't see. My, my mom lives in London, but when she's mm. around, if I did not even have our time now, they've entered car, they put petrol inside the car, they are rolling, they are flexing. My mom is around right now. And if I, my brothers were like, ah, how will mommy cope? Because wow. her friend is no longer around. If I should be sending me a message now, I'd be like, oh, this is a message I, didn't, I never knew mm. about before. But you see, to me, some were intentional about it. Right? We recognize that we're both human beings. We're both mm. trying to understand and learn 
what's going on. Mm. I miss her every single day. When she passed, people thought that. But we were telling Osato that sorry for the sorry for the passing of your <laughs> mother-in-law. <laughs> wow, that's how myself and uh, mommy were. She was highly accomplished. She's somebody I would always look for, look up to. She had her first degree, her master's degree. She she retired as a director from NAPTEB at the age of sixty. Went back to retrain as a realtor because the woman cannot be idle. That's your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. In fact, the day she had her crisis, I remember that the night she had a crisis and rushed her to the hospital. She called me around 2 p.m. She was showing a house. And that How night old was she before she passed? She was 72. She passed. She was... She, was, no, she just turned 73. She turned 73 on the 12th of November. You must have seen that video that I yeah. posted. Then the crisis came November 16th. She was still working by that time. Oh, yeah. And then we lost her about midnight of November 20th. Amen. But she was a wonderful, very, very wonderful woman. Yeah. It's amazing. I I, I wish that we had more time to actually just talk about you're a busy woman. I would actually want to keep you here for two hours. And yeah, but I mean, let me let you go. But before I let you go, I really want to talk about our relationship on the gram and how we became friends with me. <laughs> Sorry, I know that the yes. lady behind they will go to eat me. Um, don't worry, we'll just wrap up now. You don't worry. So like Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. You are you are a whole vibe on Instagram. And you are the like sometimes I forget that you are like how did you become how did you how did you find me on Instagram? How did you become friendly? I can't even remember. You know I can't remember my I can't remember mm. either. And then you also threw you, I got to meet another young lady, Jennifer, who, yes, who she I, was so obsessed with you at the time. Like she really <laughs> likes you. You know, we've still not met, but really? we chat almost daily. I honestly can't remember how we started. I'll go and check, yeah. but look, life is not as serious as people make it out to be. Right. Make friends, mm. keep relationships. Doesn't hurt. And for all you know, reaching out to someone might just be the, the yeah. encouragement that that person needed for that day yeah. to keep on going. But I've enjoyed having your friendship. You have become... No, I didn't even realize how much people were watching us until someday someone says, ah, your brother. I'm ah, like... <laughs> I miss one guy for Abuja. He say, ah, now Temis and I be uh, <laughs> oh Lucy bro- bestie now. I was like, huh? Like, unless well, that, this was before we even met. So it was crazy. And I, I think I've also been very favored with very healthy relationships, good relationships, because I think I'd be a good person. You so, are. You did try. You did try. <laughs> so it's not every day you find... Transcorse, transcorp, transcorp. Transcorp. Okay, wait. Let's talk about this. This last <laughs> last story. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, this, this to mention him. I'm so sorry about this. But please forgive me. Remember that time when we come do an event for Abuja. Mm-hmm. All right, by transcorp. So when lunch. they come for Lagos, I just say, Ah, transcorp. They come you. <laughs> we can't do one event. Only for you to get on stage and you were talking about the company and and yeah, um. Transcore, transcore power, trans. I said, is open right or am I the one wrong? The Dupena came up too. Dupena came up. I said, transcore. Oh, the tra- we were so happy about the hotel. <laughs> transcore. I said, hey, anyways, Sabi Forbes say I know something where this thing is actually transcore. So is it actually transcore? It's transcore. See, my brother, I seen why because she thought it was transcore. It's transcore. I'm so happy that I finally clarified that. Thank um, you. I'm happy about the work you guys are doing. Um, Aura by Transco just recently launched and is doing so well. Um, <laughs> I have not been able to breathe since I've been doing this thing. So I'm enjoying it so much, but Tishola guys behind me, she's stressing <laughs> me. I know you have meetings to get up, um, get on with, but I, I, I don't mind having you back. Okay. For season two. 
Oh. And that's, you know, where say, see right. you cloth to wear jeans and sneakers and you're going to be very relaxed, right? Which is my normal habitat. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm, I, I'm very curious about, um, how you also deal with like how you mix work and family because you have a great support system. I know that, right? There's so many books and seminars about how you can be a woman and get the corner office and also attend your PTA meeting of your children and be in every space at every time, right? What standards do you go by? Because a lot of women have standards. Hmm. Interesting question. So, first of all, sorry, I can't spend more time. As you yeah. know, we did start. We both of us were here right on time, but well, Lagos let's traffic <laughs> helped. Did not let let's our not people drag go. That need to be dragged. <laughs> no, who dragged? They were just loving them. Just yeah. loving them. Uh, I I started using a phrase before I became popular. It's very popular now. Mm. I said talk about work life integration rather than balance. It's, uh, the reality is that it's difficult to actually achieve a balance in mm. anything. Even normal, normal. Even when you're trying to lose weight or gain weight or whatnot. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And sometimes you'll be like, I beg, I better not make you Jesus. I want to drink something. I want to eat this touch and bang. I want to mm. do something. Yeah. So I, I said to people, when I talk to people that discuss this with me, again, who are you? What do you want? Mm. Oh, my mother, I would not be happy if all I had was my career. At the same time, I would not be happy if all I had was just being a homemaker. Mm. But that's me. It doesn't make, it doesn't make anybody, so somebody might have decided all I want to do is be a homemaker. That's fine. That's you. That's what you want. Or I want to just be a career woman. I have some friends like this, which is my children and having children or whatnot. It's also fine. But since I have decided, I've set my sights upon being a career woman mm. as well as a homemaker. See, I'm greedy. Mm-hmm. I'm greedy. I didn't say wife. I just I said homemaker. Mm. They're two different things. I've set my sights on it. I have to make it work. And one of the things I put in, and I learned it from my former uh, boss, Omobola Johnson. She said, it's not about quantity of time. It's the quality of time that you spend. Mm. I'm pretty intentional about being a part of my children's life, my husband's life, mm. my own family's life. I still cook in my house. Yes, I have. Um, the housekeeper, mm. but I still cook. I like to make, I love cooking, Sha. Let me just say that one up front. Yeah. I, I know we spoke earlier, you say you don't like cooking. The kitchen is hot. I think the kitchen oh. is, a, is a wonderful laboratory where you bring out great experiments and stuff. So I try mm. to cook in my house. I make my soup, I make jollof rice, fried rice. Then the housekeeper cannot make the eba, all those kind of things oh, that we go, right. yeah. that we go with the, with the food. I ensure that I'm spending time with my children, even when I travel, because I travel a lot. Mm. But thank God for technology these days. Before the advent of all these smartphones, we used to use Skype. Mm. I used to use Skype to get in touch with my children or mm. even just call them with normal landline. Those yeah. days of intercellular, Mobitel and the rest of them. We mm. always had a landline. And I'll call them, okay, how was school? What homework did you get? get? Stuff like that. Mm. And my kids, the older one, you know, I have to set up children. <laughs> there's also a precious on one hand and there's little Abigail. So mm. when I'm talking about my kids, I'm talking about the older, mm. the older children. And I would call them in their own, the school they went to, they are not allowed to do homework for your children. You're just to ensure that they had done mm. the homework. So I'm calling to make those things that they are happening. Mm. Hobby and I, before, we used to be very religious about doing date nights and stuff. Like now as we have grown older, it's not that serious. But <laughs> we still look out for how we are how we are connecting. And we've been married 18 years. So it's been 
you know after a while you begin to grow there's Adapting, a flow yeah, and, that, yeah you, you know how far and we also tried our best to because my husband has a very he's a very successful career as well but we try to balance uh, merge our schedules mm. so that there's always one person around with the kids mm. it doesn't always work or oh, let me not sound as if it was always like if I, last year <laughs> last december abby had a school concert and by one stroke of luck i don't know what to call it Osato had board meetings. I had board meetings. Now, board oh, meeting wow. is not what you can reschedule. Who will you be? Can't reschedule. Mm. But what did we do? Uh, I reached out to my siblings, her, my siblings, my in-laws. Hmm. Abby ended up in school with a whole troop. She had like 20 people that went. <laughs> <laughs> I love she it. Had like, so you, you know that you're not alone. Mm. You're not alone. Now, I know that there are members of the old people that are listening to this podcast that may just be starting out in their career. They're thinking, oh, it's so expensive. This is a, let me say something today. In the early days of my marriage, I had a point in time when we were still living in Lagos Island. Mm. I had two house helps. I was more or less using my salary to get house help. Because I knew I needed to build my career. Yeah. Why did I have to? It's not that I'm lazy. Trust me. I love to keep my home. This mm. is that. But you know, one thing that these people do, they can phone you. Either they've gone on their off. They can phone you and say, I'm sorry, you. My brother, one thing happened, I cannot mm. come. Will I not go to work the next day? So I, I invested in having two. So that if one person goes off, another one day. Another one day. Be as he gets. Mm. I would have that on. I would have that buffer. Because mm. back then my mother in law was still working. She was in an active career, so she was not staying in Lagos. My mama they flex. She's in London, this is that, right? And I didn't have that family support. Unless I could just say, okay, mommy, come and stay with the, ch- with the children. I mm. want to. So I needed to invest in my own support system. And for me, with my support system, they are family. My driver has been with me for like 16 years. Yes. Everybody knows Mr. Wale. Wow. Yes. He started, he started, he started with us when we were still living in our Lagos Island house. And he has grown. As mm. we have grown, he has grown, he has grown. He has grown. When I became, <laughs> when I became CEO, but Wale sent me a message that, Madam, I have to be wearing suits now. I love it. Yes. Uh, when you see him outside, I said, I have to be wearing suits now. I said, because I'm an executive driver. I, I said, not be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wish that we had all the time in the world. You know what? I promised you, second season, you have to come in jeans and I know they are in this power girl element, but no, you know, don't worry. We'll come in second jeans. Second season, you have to come in, in your chillest Outfits. Can I come with Bubu Sef? And this way you like. I, you I know what I'll come. You know, you know, I'm an official, unofficial brand ambassador for my darling uh, uh, Kiki. I so, love it. Uh, okay, Sibajo. No, uh, okay, how far now? Kiki Zephan Zanko. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm from her very early days, one of her very first people, and I'm very proud of how her brand has grown. So yeah, you know that. <laughs> I'm the brand has grown really well. It's phenomenal. Uh-uh. She's, I, I love her so much. I'm so, 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 so let's proud wear of Kiki. Her. We will wear her. Yeah. Okay. Zephans and cool. Thank All you right. so much, guys, for thank listening. You. And thank you so much for coming, Owen. Thanks, Timmy. See Sam. you next season. Bye. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.